electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Futures up solid to start this final day of the week as the market looks past the impact of China's coronavirus. Instead, focus on global PMI stabilizing this blowout quarter from Intel. Europe very strong, up uh, one to one and a half percent. Bonds rally as well, ten year one seven two. Our roadmap begins with health fears. At least twenty six people now have died from that fast spreading coronavirus. Shanghai Disney is closing. McDonald's reportedly suspending business in five cities and 70,000 movie theaters now going dark. Shares of Intel this morning, they're soaring ahead of the open. The chipmaker forecasting a cloud spending slowdown ahead. This is its stock trades at levels not seen since 2000. And Apple shares more than doubling in the past year. The company raising its semiconductor orders for the new phone. Does that stock have more room to run? We're going to start, though, with the coronavirus. Here's what we know so far. China's National Health Commission says as many as 26 have died from the fast-spreading virus. The total number of cases rising to 926. An expanded travel lockdown affecting more than 36 million people in 11 cities. As we said, Shanghai Disney has been shuttered now for a while. McDonald's reportedly suspending business in five cities due to the virus. But World Health Organization says the outbreak has yet to constitute a global health emergency gym and they are going to reconvene in 10 days to reconsider i thought that was important because they obviously uh can declare it that and just make it so that we are shut down that like everybody's shut down they're not doing that uh, uh, there's a lot of people who are saying that the prc this time's handling it much better than sars i have to question that i mean what do we know about this thing did does it get better with x uh do you need to go to a hospital will the hospitals be overwhelmed do you really? just stay? You're going to just so panic here again? Is that what you're trying to do? What, do you think they sit there in Wuhan and watch me? I, I, listen, the response between now and 2003 with SARS seems to be a lot better. At least Anthony Fauci certainly thinks so. From the I thought Anthony was, was very, he, he's um, a very, very good guy. But, but I'm they just, are closing all of 70,000 movie theaters? They didn't start. They had that party of 10,000 people. Did you read that? Party of 10,000 people over the week. That's a some party. It was a big party. Um, but I just find... When I read the number of cities and whatever, I don't really care about that. What I care about is if you wear a mask, do you get it? If you don't shake hands, do you get it? I mean, look, I remember I had Dr. Mark Bristow from, uh, at that point, Rangel, now Barrett, and he was doing business right in the heart of Ebola. And he said, listen, you just have to understand, if you fist pump instead of shake hands, you've determined that you don't get Ebola. I would like to hear something like that. We should all be fist bumping. By the way, the flu is still a pretty bad thing to get. You don't want to get that either. So we should all be doing that. 1917, that 1918. Said, in terms of the economic ramifications of this so far, in China, you certainly could imagine uh, the impact on companies such as Disney, perhaps, given Shanghai Disney is, going, is closed now. Uh, Richard Gelfand's company, frequent guests, of right. course, with all those movie theaters there, perhaps in But how about but Alibaba? Overall, how about we buy Alibaba? Stay at home. Stay Why at can't home? we... You know, if this were, well, I don't want it to be America, but, you know, you'd be buying Amazon. Uh, 
why aren't we buying Alibaba? It's a great company. It's obviously you stay at home and shop. They love the shop. Um, you like that? I, it's, a, it's an idea. But, uh, but it does appear that right now it's confined to, in terms of any concerns well, about the economics of it and what we follow here, it's confined to China well, it's at not this to point stand, and or the concern about overall somehow depressing right. economics, economic growth in various places. But it's but, not uh, moving around the world yet. But that, 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 I mean, well, Deutsche, case here? Deutsche had a comparison yesterday that it's spreading faster than SARS was spreading at but, this stage. We've gone from one city... To 10. Right, but that was one out of every 10 people with SARS died. We're certainly not getting that. No. Uh, what we'd love to know is, like, can you get a hospital bed? If you go to the hospital, I mean, hospitals, the Shanghai hospital typically is uh, one hospital per 500,000. It's a different kind of ratio than we have. And I wonder if you can't go, if you stay at home and you have it and you don't get whatever they're giving people, do you die? I don't know. Well, the journal's, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. The journal's got a harrowing piece on people trying to catch the last trains out of Wuhan. Uh, Just incredible, uh, the the rush to get tickets. Uh, There are some estimates out today that it could shave a full point off of China GDP, Uh, mostly because it's siphoning off the money that they might have been planning to spend on stimulus this year. And that's that's off of a 5-9 baseline. Our government secret, our government, uh, when you get them offline, thinks that the real GDP in in China is 3%. So if it cuts to 2%, it's actually going to be less than ours. I, look, I'm, I'm not scared, David. I want to, you know, no panic. It's just that, it, it, Carl, it, it, when I think about it, don't you, wouldn't you like to know what, how they're treating people who have it? What, what, you know, they just, they just gave this thing to the, to the WHO. How, their confidence level, I like their confidence level, but I'd like to know what's... They're, they're building a hospital... Thousand beds, this. yeah, from scratch. That looks Look like at all those cranes. That looks like the scene in Going with the Wind, the burning of Atlanta. Jeez, it's the burning of Atlanta. Hundred, they've got a hundred, not cranes. They've got a hundred diggers out there already. They have a They're lot of build people. Built in like a, a week. Well, the Eighth Army built bridges in days. You so, were, Jim, you yesterday you suggested Eighth. this is when you start looking at airlines and luxury. Stocks I think they're bad for now. You I still do, do. because yeah. the epidemiology think, is not well yeah, I think understood. Marriott is, is not a great stock dome right now. I think the airlines are going to go down. I like Estee Lauder, but can we give it a couple of days here? Hong Kong's going to be in a depression, I think. Hong Kong is where you go to shop. I do think Macau. it matters. Macau. Macau's yeah, I wouldn't here. own one of the casinos. Hong but, Kong has but, its own issues that have greatly depressed the oh, economy. Oh, yeah. They don't have anything I mean, to do Procter with Procter & Gamble talked about Hong Kong. But, but then, but look, the... The sharp comeback after SARS, stock went down, let's say the average, let's say these stocks went down 30. Well, they went up 50 almost immediately. So you have to play it. You have to bet that the smart people in the world are going to solve this thing. Now, I know that Moderna, I met them when I was out at the healthcare conference. They immediately said they're working on it, but they're working on everything because they have a, they basically are, they use Amazon to web services to be able to come up with vaccines, but they have nothing that is currently, uh, in play, and Glaxo's not doing anything. Glaxo's the best vaccine company in the world. They have nothing cooking. So I'd like to know who's ma- who has something, and I'd like to know whether if you buy a mask from 3M, which reports next week, are, are you going to go? You know, Clorox is up four points because Clorox kills everything. You know that. Bleach kills everything. Yeah, that's why we use those things here every morning. I did. I, I wiped it twice. I'm glad you did. Well, I'm glad you did. Taking no chances. It's an easy hedge. Right? It is. It wipe, is. wipe it down, get sick. Ben, o- ben O'Dour, the CEO of Clorox, has come on the show many times and says there's nothing that kills like, like Clorox. I had the flu last year, and I 
just to I know you gave it to me. I did not give you the Well, you were the East Coast distributor. (laughs) As you can see, my colleague here is a little concerned about viruses. I don't like them. I do. I want to know if you're older than X, what happens? I mean, it isn't well, like that, the maybe Chinese. That's what it is. It's Carl. not like the Chinese have put out a triptych by he's the three A's. He's moved into that age group age where, where he's, uh, the elderly, yes. extreme heat. Do you t- stay indoors? Uh, where he's where he's much more vulnerable. I spent an I hour about. That. I spent an hour on Medicare versus Cobra versus my plan. Right, you let Medicare. me know later what you found out. But yeah, I mean like five years from now? Meanwhile, we can talk about <laughs> Intel. The market is focused on Intel. Uh, what a quarter. It's up sharply in the pre-market. Dow component better than expected quarterly results helped by stronger demand for chips that power data centers. Also issuing some upbeat guidance for the current quarter, announcing a 5% div hike. Uh, stay tuned for an interview with Bob Swan, the CEO, later this morning on Squawk Alley, of course. Data center up 19 is more than three times what the street was looking for. Look, uh, Bob did a great job. I'm gonna, like, I, I was so yeah, Bob was a financial guy. He's done remarkable things. By the way, he's spending a huge amount of money just to meet 25% uh, wafer capacity, just to meet for the single digit with low single digit uh, PC world. The data center is amazing. I had Mobileye on recently. They're making real money. And I think people at Mobileye, by the day, Dave, that's autonomous. Yes. And he mentioned the Jerusalem test, which apparently is incredible. We'll have to go there together. Uh, and, and I just think that the demand side is shocking. And the Internet of Things side, shocking. Uh, this is, uh, it was a great quarter. Now, now, part of the worries have been about the supply side out of Intel. And although yeah. JPM takes it to 80 today from 68, Loop cuts it to sell because they think that uh, the compares are going to be tough. AMD is going to run in with uh, with better supply in the second half of the year. I thought that downgrade was facile. Uh, AMD, NVIDIA, and Intel cannot... Uh, meet the demand because no one thought that this cycle would snap back so quickly in the data center. But that's Facebook and that's uh, Alphabet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Amazon. Um, so. They say they're on track to deliver the 10 nanometer plus yes. this year. And then they're talking about the 7 nanometer transistor uh, process remaining on track to deliver right. it in uh, the end of 2021. Sometimes it bears mentioning just how thin, I can't even do it with my fingers. Well, you know how thin these... Yeah, but Jensen... These are. Jensen Wong from NVIDIA has said that Moore's Law is maxed out. How can he get smaller? That's why you need his chips. He has better chips. Jensen. Smaller, better, more powerful. Right. Able to do, you know, make you a simulation if I had to, to be fine. Uh, 10% of the stock was retired uh, in the last two years. Uh, It's okay, David. Uh, I have to tell you that when I go over it, I am just in awe of that there could be so much business that they cannot meet demand in PCs. And that's because PCs accelerated in the fourth quarter, which leads me to believe, David, that the reason why HP is so confident is their stock's going to go up because they're going to put a blowout quarter. Because this shows that there's demand for the correlation. They say that the fourth quarter and the linearity of got better and better and better. That's HP. HP blows the number away. And now, by the way, they're going to be able to meet the demand for HP because Q1 is right. going to be better. Well, Although listen, Q1 is historically weak. If HP has a strong quarter, that would be important, no doubt. Um, David, it, it busts the whole theory. And that board of directors that you suggested mm-hmm. that they put up, that Xerox put up yesterday, yeah. Hired guns. Hired guns. 
Some, although not. You know, it's not a bad. It's not a bad. No, stuff. I know, it's but it's not like Carl Icahn's driver and his oh, no, cook that was, and that kind of stuff. That was not it's good. not. But I regard it as a. At all. I regard it as all people with a, It's experience. a charade. I'm calling it a charade. I think when Hewlett Packard reports, just based on the read through from Intel, you're not going to be able to catch this stuff. First, we're going to hear from Xerox, and we're going to see what's oh, yeah, going I bet on you there. And HP is going to be Danny watching quarter. that closely because if they were to ever consider entering into some sort of at least talks with Xerox, it would in part be based on their view that Xerox is not a falling knife uh, in terms of its own business. So yeah. that'll be an important quarter. Then we'll get HP. Uh, well, again, I'm just trying to figure out why the company's so confident. It's this Intel quarter. This Intel quarter had so many read-throughs. Lisa is good. Lisa Sue. That stock is so bid up that it is a worry because, remember, the stock was at 33. Then they reported the quarter, dropped to 30. I said the right. quarter was great. People ignored me. And next thing you know, it's at a, it's a 50. Right. Now, this quarter could be the same thing. It could go down to 47, 48, and then you got to pick it up. But, oh, my God, the world well, is her oyster. On a backdrop of Taiwan Semi this week, Skyworks last night, oh. uh, this news regarding the supply pack between Broadcom and Apple. That was incredible. Broadcom yeah. is only up 11. It's up 15. I thought that Liam Griffin did a remarkable job. Uh, for Skyworks, but that stock has been bid up. He's told you still 60, more than 60% uh, cell phone. He's got a lot of other things that he's doing 5G. He talks about a primer on what 5G really is versus what uh, people think it is. It was an excellent conference call. You, it should be listened to. But the stock has rallied so much that people are concerned. Is there a sense that uh, the Broadcom deal is taking some air out of the Skyworks quarter? That some of those uh, might be a supply shift on the Apple front? I think people are conflating that. I think the demand, boy, I've got to tell you, the demand for uh, Samsung, the demand for uh, China is more good. Liam can't make, he's, he's, got a, he's got a supply problem himself. And, and the fact that the stock's down, it was up a dollar at one point. The conference call was good. People are going to be looking for a reason to sell. Reminds me of Texas Instruments. Remember, the stock was down a couple of bucks, won a pretty good quarter, nowhere near as good as Skyworks, and then it reversed. So I'm not, I'm not worried about Skyworks. It was a stock that I said would go down when they reported. Uh, but Liam, Liam Griffin does a remarkable job, certainly better than the Patriots did. He happens to be a big Patriots fan. You see Mahomes' merchandise is going to outpace Brady's this year? Unbelievable. Isn't that unbelievable? Yes. Well, one day it's got to happen. I have. It's happening. It's happening right now. March of time. Who Brady's going to play for? I don't think he's going to play for anybody. There won't be any Manning that. for the first time in yep. 20 years. Yeah, well, he lives in Summit. Will he move? Tiring after a great career with the New York Giants. Yeah, we got uh, Pat, uh, Pat Schacht. Pat Schirmer, the uh, coach he's, of the... He's gone. Right, but he lives in Summit. And this guy's something like a couple houses for sale. I, I think can the get Manning presser is today, right? Yeah. yeah, let's find out. I can't imagine Brady playing for anybody but the New England no. Patriots. But Broadcom, by the way, is the cheapest of all the ones we mentioned. Sorry to go back so quickly. Four percent yield. Uh, very good asset sales from Broadcom, though, as well. The RF. The RF yeah. is good. That's yeah. a good sale. Yeah. I'm happy there. You are. I'm very. I'm very sanguine with Broadcom. Sanguine. Uber sanguine. You haven't used that in a while. Yeah. All right, we're going to get to Kramer's Mad Dash. We'll count down to the opening bell. Plenty to get to as we take a final look here at the pre-market. We'll get to Apple, Tesla. There is a downgrade of our parent Comcast. All of that when we come back in a minute. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. 
Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. All right, we got uh, 13 minutes before we wrap up trading for the week here and get started with trading at the NYSE. Uh, we hit Intel earnings, American Express well, also uh, out with earnings. What uh, do you think? Yeah, I'm going to start with a query okay. because the CEO is Mr. Squeery. Yes, he is. Um, what will millennials not leave home without? Their water bottles? You Nalgene hound, you. No, American Express, the car. Oh. And the campaign's working. Now, get this. Ten, ten straight quarters of 8% plus growth, all right? Yeah. An amazing number of millennials signing up. Fee-based now, much less just, you know, the kind of episodic interest rate thing. David, 50% of the sign-ups of the new cards, uh, millennials. And they love it. They love Resi. They love the services. They love the points. It's working. It's reverting to the way it used to be. When you get out of college, you graduate and get the card. The ad campaign, by the way, of the woman, you know, with the card, and you get the haircuts working. And uh, I'm very impressed. I think that this can go much higher. Really? Much higher. Much higher. Well, because it's got a lower multiple versus the much beloved Visa and MasterCard. Right. And yet it has the, you know, the, those because they have no, they're asset light. They don't have mm-hmm. any sort of worry about uh, default. I'm not worried about the defaults here at all. I think that they get them started early and they're addicted, just like we used to be. I'm a member since 1980 and I'm proud. Millennials are like that again. It's happening. And that is, that is the, C- the CEO, Squeery. He's remarkable. And you saw, by the way, that, understated. You saw fella. that in these numbers this morning. Oh my God, the numbers are fantastic. I mean, David, I, I, you're talking about a wholesale redo, making it so that they have these incredibly valuable new card holders who are going to be with them for life because of all the good things they want. David, you get when you get the points. Don't you love the points? I like the points. Yes. Right. Well, all the services. This Resi is good. I have Resi right at the top of the Longshoreman. My Mm-hmm. My expensive restaurant in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And, and not it's a lovely anything. restaurant. Lovely. Thank you so much. But anyway, I think American Express goes higher, and you can buy it even right here. Okay. All right. We're going to keep an eye on shares of uh, Amex. By the way, here's a reminder for all of you. You can always watch us live, not just on your television, that old-fashioned device hanging in your living room. You can watch us on our app. Yeah, on the go. Anytime. Download it today. we got a lot more Squawk on the Street, including an opening bell. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Demand for energy is projected to continue rising in the future. To help keep up, Chevron is increasing their U.S. oil and gas production, and they're innovating to help do it responsibly across their operations, including their Gulf of Mexico facilities, which are some of the world's lowest carbon intensity operations, helping supply energy that's affordable, reliable, and ever cleaner. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash meeting demand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. 
Futures look good. Uh, NASDAQ's the only one we're expecting to hit a record at the open. A lot of focus on Amex and Intel. And the flash PMIs, we're going to get our own in about 20 minutes. The opening bell in eight minutes. Some video here rolling in of Shanghai Disney, which has been uh, closed indefinitely. Uh, Disney made the announcement uh, in the past few hours, said uh, we will continue to carefully monitor the situation and be in close contact with the local government, and we will announce the reopening date upon confirmation. We wish our guests a healthy and happy spring festival. Uh, Emphasis on the healthy, as this is clearly good, will be an issue for the quarter somehow. Look, the stock yesterday, I was trying to figure out how much was the read-through with Comcast. Maybe Dave has an issue on that. I have some thoughts. And then how much is read-through on, on the virus? If it's just the virus, you got to buy a thing hand over fist because that will be solved. Uh, if it's a read-through related to Comcast that's negative, then it's not a I think yesterday's decline was definitely partially a read-through on, on Comcast, given the weakness we saw, of course, in Disney, uh, excuse me, in Disney, but in Viacom and Discovery. But it's Fox. Fox. I mean, it's good. Um, Disney's in better shape. Yes, without, without a doubt. And by right. the way, the Disney Plus numbers are going to be the key when we hear from the company. Right. right. Uh, and I think there are expectations they are going to be very strong. Uh, but... But and, uh, after getting the initial read, we haven't heard anything. So no. uh, there is going to be a, a lot of focus on that. Shanghai Disney is an important park, but to your point, uh, you know, the impact from the Comcast. Oh, we're going to talk a bit, a bit more about that is on the other purer plays when it comes to those that are still very much a part of the cable ecosystem. But you may be getting an opportunity to buy Disney, uh, say, at the end of the day or maybe Monday if there's more, sadly, if there's more illness, because that's not, that's a short-term reason to sell Disney. That's a hedge fund reason, because Disney Plus is a long-term reason to buy Disney. All I hear is great things. UBS uh, does cut our parent to neutral today. Yeah, that um, Sees 2020 as an investment year, operating cash flow. They see next year at 2% on the video ramp, uh, programming renewals, and then, of course, the comps from the political ads that we won't have in 2021. Yeah, um, EBITDA growth deceleration, which is not what we want to hear. Well, e- right. I mean... Yesterday, we talked a lot about the, the fact that they seem to really be saying video is just not of great importance, even though it contributes the largest single amount of revenue still at the company. Uh, but you, you cited uh, during the call as well that 50 basis points of margin yeah. expansion as opposed to what had been anticipated. And what people are looking at is, wait a second, they increased price in the video service. Remember, they, they pushed up, they jacked up prices uh, for your broadcast networks and everything else. And still, they're going to have margins not be where we anticipated. So how much are they spending on Sky, on Peacock, on wireless? And that's sort of where people are. Why why doesn't anyone take advantage of what Brian Roberts was saying about how good Sky is going to be? Take Italy with the penetration. Italy, big country. The numbers that you see from Sky, it's so underpenetrated versus the United States. But they didn't play that up on the call. No, they didn't. Uh, but people, st- they didn't necessarily give you a lot of a lot of uh, granularity when no. it came to the margin erosion versus what was expected. Right. Or, or were the, you know, except we know that these things are expensive. I mean, Peacock, we know what the numbers are going to be in terms of the $2 billion in spend. All right, it's not that large, but it's something. But they, Wireless, they're spending a good amount to acquire a lot of subscribers. Right. The, down, uh, the d- downgrade said, listen, where they could be wrong is Peacock. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, I went over that conference call a bunch when we worked for Comcast. I went over a bunch of times, and there's two ways to look at that conference call. One is, is that the spend is going to come back very quickly, and the other is to say, listen, 2021 is the first time they've seen anything good. And if that's the case, the stock goes low. Let's get the opening bell here in the S&P 500 at the CNBC Real-Time Exchange. You'll hear chants of USA because at the big board, it's Major League Baseball. And the USA Softball Olympic team highlighting its partnership at the NASDAQ. It's new capital acquisition for celebrating the recent IPO of its SPAC. Um, Olympics fewer than a... what? 180 days away, maybe something like that? It, it, it is incredible. I was just looking at the schedule for us, and it's like, wow, it's right, almost right on top of us. It's a, obviously an event that has helped Comcast over the years. Pretty terrific. The Olympics helped Comcast. Without a doubt, and actually back to Peacock, I mean, that's when the main launch is going to be, and you're going to see Olympic events on that streaming service, right. which is a good time to launch it. Well, David, how does it compare to CBS All Access? <laughs> Just leading the horse to water, aren't you? What about CBS All Access? Come on, I'm making you drink. Million. I'm making you drink here. Million subs. What, four ninety nine? Listen, CBS All Access is that an important part of the overall strategy at Viacom in terms of this sort of hybrid well, approach did you see of the producing neutral? programming for other streaming services and having their own and adding to it. Pluto, of course, is their ad-supported uh, entrant as well. Well, you know, in the old days when I was pre-Jimmy Chill, when I was Jimmy Psycho, uh, and work with my um, ex-wife, I'm going to call her that first time on TV, with Karen Kramer, I talk to her every day. She would remind me that when I was so wrong on something like this, I would have to wear a Post-it on my forehead and go get a soft pretzel for her or maybe a Diet Coke. And I had to walk around 100 Wall Street uh, one time just to mortify myself. I am going to have to wear, if this thing breaks 35, okay, I am going to do the show with a Post-it on my head. This is V-I-A-C. Can I put the Post-it on your head? <laughs> yeah, you can use you can epoxy it for all I care. I'd like you to can use uh, Phil Swift, right? I'm Phil Swift. Um, yesterday, as we just said, the the broadcast related companies, so to speak, Fox, Viacom, uh, uh, Discovery as well, which uh, we're all down sharply. Yeah. Netflix actually was up in part because of this uh, conference call that we referenced. Comcast shares are down another two percent this morning. There is weakness as well in the names I just mentioned, though not nearly as much as there was yesterday. Because, of course, this idea that was also discussed during the Comcast call of video sub-loss is accelerating. That's yes. a bad sign if you are part of that ecosystem, as we are, of course, as well. By the way, AT&T also, Warner, TBS, TNT, those are important uh, networks that contribute a lot there uh, as well. So all of them, conceivably, if, if numbers are going to be worse this year than they were last year in terms of losses for video subs at Comcast... The question then also begs, well, is DirecTV going to actually have bottom the way they said it yeah, had? The reason ATT, everyone said, was very negative. Yes, it is potentially negative for, for ATT So it may be, well, mo- remember, that's Moffitt versus Allen. Uh, right. Versus and so there are a lot of ramifications there. What I come back to is we know the bundle is breaking apart quickly, maybe more so. Sports is what holds it together. The NFL becomes even more important. Viacom at some point is going to enter a renegotiation with the NFL, of course, for CBS. Fox, it's so important to them as well. Uh, what are we going to see there? If you were to have one of the big streamers actually sign a big NFL deal as well, that would be I mean, a it, serious did moment. Did you see how much cash? What, Alphabet has more than $60 billion in cash. How can you, if they decide, and they have not done well in sports, if they decide to go sports? On YouTube? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, it, it, listen, it would be... A, 
a significant moment. Now, because you know, Bob Backish. You know, news and sports uh, is what sort of keeps it. Bob Backish, whom you've interviewed, uh, the CEO of Viacom, talks about how the NFL values the production of the way that they do it. And I mean, Fox, just, will, Fox will say the same thing. Right. But, I mean, at one point, you've got to value the check. At a certain point, the check. But the NFL obviously does matter. This is the Jim Nance, Tony Romo factor. That they like that, that it's the keynote. Right. It's hard to imagine the NFL won't be available on major broadcast uh, networks, but there right. could be a. It's just because they like it, they want it. But, it know, does, they, but it doesn't mean they can't apportion certain parts of, of the NFL on the others as well, get more for less from. But this the is going to be the boxes. major sports story. Yes. If the, if the NFL, and when I go to the Super Bowl, all I really want to ask about is ask people, would you be okay on, on, on YouTube? Would, it, would, you, would, you, would you watch with high quality? High quality, because there's yeah. nothing worse than streaming a football game and having it buffer no. or interrupt. No, 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 no it's... But to, to, your, to your broader point, guys, uh, the street's not interested in hearing about investment spending no. in media or at Discover Financial today, which oh, really no, describes just, the difference between geez. that and AXP. You know, AXP has got an asset white model, but Discover, I don't even know. It's just, why own that? Why own Syncrity? You can own American Express. I'm really, I'm stuck with why do I own X if I could own Y? And I, I don't, American Express is just up a couple of bucks even since we've been talking about it. Why? Because they have growth. And they haven't had to spend a lot for growth because they have they are marquee and because they have cachet. Is, does Discover, of course, David, when you whip out the Discover card, do people say, hey, man, that's don't leave home without it? I mean, you really? Yeah, I haven't really thought much about the Discover card. How about Diners Club? A long time. It's the card that pays you back, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Is that what does it yeah. still pay you back? Diners Club was, me, my grandfather had a Diners Club. My grandfather back in like the sixties, yeah, Diners Club. Yeah, was very. It was cachet uh, writ large. These other guys are also rates. They're also rates. Symphony, Synchrony. I mean, by the way, uh, tax rate. Tax rate at Amex fourteen eight. Year ago, twenty two six. You know, I'm really glad you mentioned that because I've taken note in so many of these earnings of the tax rates, and I don't have it in front of me now. And it's not a. We'll get the number, I guess. Whenever, I don't see anybody paying twenty one. Everything's 16, 15, adjusted, 14. Take a look. I mean, it's amazing. There is no revenue going to the Treasury from corporate America. It is incredible, the tax rates. And we were, what, marveling the other day, some Comcast tax rate. I mean, they're all pretty low. They're all, most of them are really low, well below what at least was anticipated when the, obviously, the big tax bill from 17 went into effect. And we expected they would be lower to 21, but they are below that it's I, really great in point. the teens. Uh, and so I'm, I'm glad Carl mentioned that because that's been the rule rather than the exception. How about Apple? The numbers I looked at. I haven't looked at it. Well, yeah. But a- Apple, by the way, I was doing last night on Man Money. Unless they do. We, we had, uh, what, the high man on this morning at Webbush. I mean, geez, the expectations have been. On Apple? Whoa. Oh, price target increases again today at Cowan, Rosenblatt. Wedbush, Dan goes to 400. Right. The hilarious thing on the Rosenblatt is he, he's got to sell on it and raises his price target. We've seen a lot of that lately. counterintuitive, yeah. isn't it? That's oxymoronic. What do you want to call it? Fatuous. Smacks more of fiction than fact. God, look at that chart. It's amazing. It's What's good? one reason we are where we are. I do got to ask you about how some are arguing oil below 55 today. The 10-year, the curve 
copper, none of it's ratifying the enthusiasm in stocks. But that's China. I mean, I think these, these funds, they say, oh, they got, uh, wow, the coronavirus, let's just sell, because worldwide uh, growth is going to fall. Uh, obviously, the Permian doesn't stop perm- uh, Start doesn't start stop pumping. A lot of our oil, by the way, thank you, Rusty Brazil, it's going to China. I mean, the, the exports and our natural gas liquids are being sent all over the place. So we don't shut down. Remember oil? I remember the late, great Aubrey McClendon once told me, he says, that's the problem with oil. It, it, people don't sit around and say, you know what, we ought to pump a little less because the economy slowed. No, they're always full out. And right. that's been a big problem because the Permian's always full out. And yes, they have they're high grading. They have the rig count will probably go down when we get it today from Baker Hughes. But at the same time, they're, the, uh, they're getting more per rig. It, we're just pumping like mad. And we will be, the growth will be not as fast as last year. But if they, we had any demand, they would just even oh, sure. put more money. Slumbers, they cut their uh, American yeah. by, down by 50%. Halliburton, everyone's scaling back because too much drilling. Um, Occidental is worth watching. Yes, we will watch and continue to watch Occidental. Uh, uh, and Vicki Hobbs' efforts there to obviously incorporate... She's uh, getting and, greener. ...and They've deliver greener. on greener. the synergy numbers that were uh, so significant and important to the success of that deal. Um, and there's a look at, uh, at Oxy. This is not a great chart. No, not great. Not great at all. Every oil company looks better. Um, I did want to come back. It's almost a week since we got the closing... or I think it's over a week since we got the closing arguments uh, in Sprint and Timo versus right. the And States. they said it's going to be... Day, I mean, any day, they said, right? From the 15th uh, No, I think launch. it's still going to be... Uh, it's most likely not going to be until, let's call it, a number of weeks from now. Really? Many people think mid-February. But they said with all due deliberation. Yeah, Judge Moreira, we'll, I, you know, I don't know, Jim, uh, but there is something I did want to share that I do know um, that I think is expected by the market, but, but it's important to sort of put out there based on conversations with a number of people close to the situation. They're not going to appeal this. They're not going to appeal this ruling if, in fact, Judge Moreira rules against the deal. Um, Why not? My understanding is that the parties are highly unlikely to appeal. There had been a thought, you could imagine perhaps, that they'd want to go further and go on and appeal it. No, uh, is what I'm uh, continuing to hear. So once we hear from Judge Marrero, either he upholds, of course, the current deal and the consent decree that was entered into uh, by the DOJ that involves so many different things, of course, involving DISH as well, becoming potentially a key competitor in the, in the 5G wireless market nationwide over time. Uh, but they're not going to appeal. They don't even have a merger agreement in force anymore, remember? So once, if it goes against them, they're done. They walk away. Well, then why doesn't Comcast buy? Comcast is spending a lot of money. Well, for, if this deal goes against the parties here, Jim, there is an important point that I don't think we've made enough, which is it's bad for takeovers in general. You've got a deal that the DOJ and the FCC have said yes to, and then the states come out and say no, and actually then if they were to succeed in that. If you're Brian Roberts and you want to do something, you're like, how am I supposed to do anything when I have to worry that there's another line that I've got to get through after the DOJ says yes, which is the states, and some state AG raising their hand and benefiting from the from the exposure as well, and say, I'm going to take you to court. So it would set a bad precedent. We can use a major, it's a major prop. Yet create yet another hurdle to M&A, certainly high-profile M&A that involves things like of a consumer-related nature, such as your phone or your phone service. So we're watching it closely. It's a hot button for me. All right, guys. Uh, Amex and Intel adding about 75 points to the Dow. 
Intel near a 20-year high today. Let's get to Bob Pisani. Bob? You're right, Carl. It, it, we're up. It's because Intel and it's because of Amex and a little bit because of Boeing uh, that's really helping us out. Just take a look at the sectors. I, I'm the, 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 uh, the concerns about what's going on in China is not going away. Coronavirus is definitely there. Semis up. That's because of Intel's dragging everything up. Transport's still weak. Airlines a bit on the weak side. Energy is still not bouncing at all. And there's your China ETF. That's MCHR. That's the broadest ETF. Still weak there. So this, this coronavirus is still not going away. The effects of that if you look at some of the names associated with this, Las Vegas Sands down to Freeport's just getting clobbered. It's down 10% or so this month. Halliburton's been weak. There's the cruise lines. Airlines are also on the weak side. So this is definitely not going away. If you take a look at some other things, I, I think the important thing today is earnings and the manufacturing numbers. We got very good numbers on Intel. The numbers were, were, were terrific overall, uh, and it's dragging up all of the semiconductor stocks, uh, as you can see here. Elsewhere, American Express, good numbers here. The guidance about in line with expectations. That's the 2020 guidance uh, for American Express. That is a new high right there for American Express. The important thing here is spending good. Card growth is good. We're looking at the effects on the consumer and U.S. spending. The numbers were excellent overall. Again, new high there for American Express. And the other big story of the day is the global manufacturing. Remember this whole story about is the global economy bottoming or not? It's very hard to figure out. But the numbers were encouraging overnight on the manufacturing numbers. Japan's numbers were generally better than expected. Eurozone better, UK better. Now, these numbers still show contraction. That's the key. But the numbers are not as bad as they were a few months ago. And they're inching towards possibly moving positive. I know that doesn't sound amazing. But believe it or not, that's very encouraging news overall. So remember the four pillars that have moved the stock market. This is one of them overall, whether or not we're getting a bottom in the global manufacturing. So the strong U.S. consumer... Number one, number two, the Fed being neutral. Number three, a trade truce. And number four, the four forces moving, a global economy bottoming. These manufacturing numbers are helpful about that particular thesis. Guys, back to you. All right, Bob, thank you very much. Let's get to the bond pits as well. Rick Santelli at the CME Group in Chicago as we've been watching uh, these flash PMIs roll in from all around the world. Hey, Rick. Yes, no, uh, PMIs definitely improving, giving them a little bit more optimistic picture. But anybody who really gets too optimistic ought to read Christine Lagarde's comments from the ECB meeting and press conference yesterday. Uh, maybe they're tired of their experiment with negative rates. Maybe they understand it really doesn't do what it's advertised to potentially accomplish. But they're not disappearing anytime soon. Look at a two-day of two-year note yields. We're unchanged on the day, which is about as good as it gets for yields lately. But it's down five on the week. Look at a one week of tens, of course, minus Monday. Uh, it is down one basis point on the day. However, it's down 10 basis points on the week. Twos are down five, tens are down 10. Yes, so far there's been five basis points of flattening on the yield curve. Uh, that is a dynamic to pay attention to. Open it up to October for tens. And even though tens have been closing at the lowest level since early December, because on that closing day we were right around 171, but here's the issue. Look at that chart. There's not a lot to the left here. We could easily be at the lowest yield since October and extend the comp. And this is a global issue. Look at the one week in Boons. You know, it was just about, what, two weeks ago they were at minus 15. Here we are now at minus 31. And, of course, I don't know that you're going to see any slowdown to the recent selling pushing those yields down. I know a friend of CNBC, Peter Bookfar, uh, brought up the point. Many ask, who would own these? Well, many Americans do. They could be sliced and diced in some of your funds. And, of course, 
when you have negative interest rates, doesn't mean you can't make money. You just have to find people behind you that want to buy it after you sell it. And finally, a one week of the dollar index. Maybe this is the happy story of the year. One week chart shows some good power to it. And it looks like it's going to close on the same date as the extreme in Boone's early December. Carl Jim David, back to you. Okay. Thank you, Rick Santelli. Well, on this day in 2006, Disney agreed to acquire Pixar. It was a $7.4 billion deal. It was all stock, 2.3 shares of Disney. At the time, Pixar's CEO was Steve Jobs, and Bob Iger was at the helm of Disney, as he is right now. I did speak with them both that day after the deal had been announced. We're convinced that, uh, that Bob really understands Pixar. And we think we have, have some appreciation of Disney and love the unique Disney assets, like being able to get the characters in the theme parks and really express them throughout all of Disney's incredible assets. The most important thing for the company to do is to create high-quality content. And um, uh, you know, within that uh, sort of strategic imperative is to make sure that animation is healthy at the company. And for animation to get right at Disney, I really felt strongly about... Uh, bringing Pixar in, and that was the reasoning behind it. Uh, if you read Iger's book, of course, he spends a good deal of time talking about how he wooed uh, Jobs, how they became very close as well and sort of became or, or got to a shared vision of Pixar and Disney. Mm-hmm. I remember giving Iger a hard time about the multiple because there were a lot of investors like, wow, you're paying an right. awfully high price for this thing. In retrospect, of course, well, that was uh, not an argument worth making. But, but they were able to keep know. the people. I mean, there were a lot of things that had to happen to make that work beyond just the price. I mean, they kept yes. great people. They that kept great people. Ed Catamull took over. Of course, John Lasseter, who then ended up running Disney Animation. Right. Um, and it was the first of what were a series of deals that we've often talked about that transformed Disney. Almost all of which, all of were, well, we'll see about Fox because it's still early days, but all of which were significant and successful for the company, um, regardless of right. what he if, paid for them. But if you didn't know better, you would think that the whole time he was planning Disney+. Plus. Right. Right? That was far from it. But in retrospect, how could Pixar be anything but part of Disney? But I do remember at the time, given uh, saying, Jobs, all right, I get it, but uh, Bob, man, you're paying a What was he like to interview? Which one? Jobs. He could be testy. You testy? that? Yeah, he could be. He could be. He wasn't on that day. He was in good mood. Excuse me. He liked you? I don't think he ever thought about me ever whatsoever. I doubt he even had an idea who I who was on the other end of the camera at the time. It was self-effacing. Yeah. Did he know that you were indeed the East Coast distributor of the flu? <laughs> he didn't know anything. I'm not kidding. Nothing. All right. Uh, well, but okay. So you were, you were a spy. A, 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 a spy. You were a Mayf- Mayflair. Mayfair. But what is it? Mayfly. You're Mayfly. You had that... Drosophilo, you know, you had that 30-second lifestyle. I guess. I'm just yes. trying to figure out what's sure the analogy. I'm not talking about this, but... Well, because I just think that was a great interview. I actually remember the interview. You do. And I remember, yes, I do. And I remember in, uh, in Isaacson's book, uh, the, the reverence that Jobs had for Iger, as opposed to everyone else in the world. They became, they became very close. Of course, Jobs sat on, I mean, uh, excuse me, Iger sat on the... Uh, Apple board until right. very until recently. The, until the competition, by the yeah. way. Iger's great book starts with the uh, terrible news about Steve Jobs. That was one. That was a great, that's when you knew you had a gripping book, because you started right with that. No, it was a really excellent book. Yeah. It was a fabulous book. It is an book. excellent book. 
Uh, make sure you check out our podcast. You can listen to the opening bell hour of Squawk on the Street, wherever you get podcasts. Losing some ground here as uh, we were looking for the flash PMIs to show some stabilization, but uh, the U.S. PMI does miss at 51.7. We were looking for 52.4. We're back after a break. Among the gainers for the S&P this week, look at Intel. As we said earlier, 19 and a half year high this morning, up uh, almost 15% for the week, along with Citrix, Arista, Lenars in there as well. We'll talk to Bob Swan of Intel later on this morning on Squawk Alley. For the time being, Dow's up 84, and Stop Trading with Jim is next. Jim and stop trading. We often talk about there is no I in team. T-E-A-M. That's right. Atlassian delivers what I think is the best single quarter, and that's because it's a collaboration software, no I, and it is working. They have accelerating revenue growth, a billion-dollar run rate, remarkable bunch of guys. Uh, had them on. They came on. They were wearing, like, Timberland shoes and, like, flannel shirts because they're, uh, they're different. And this is a stock to watch. It is not done going higher. It has just terrific, terrific take up. And they're from Australia. So we hope that they're well, obviously, because Australia, the fires, unbelievable. Very tough, t- tough times. Yeah. Next week, Jim, Fed meeting, GDP, inflation. Yeah, next USMCA week. and the busiest week of earnings. Next week is a week where you really have to. It's a caffeine week. There's no sleeping next week. I tend not to like sleeping next week. No, you don't I know Dr. Anymore. Oz says that that's bad. He was on our, on our air, but no sleep is the way to handle that. You can sleep on Saturday. And then I go to the Super Bowl. I can sleep during the, uh, the, the, the halftime because I'm not a, that big a fan of those singers. Okay. Yeah, don't sleep. I mean, why, if you're getting three hours, why bother? What's the difference anyway Well, that, between three and nothing? Guy's got horse sense. What's tonight on Mad? All right, we got the game plan. I'm going to talk about some of these stocks that are just getting hammered. Which ones do you buy? The one I'm looking at is Estee Lauder. Very soon. I'm going to tell people to pull the trigger. Very soon. Because they're still going to wear makeup, even if they're at home. That's talking about China. All right, Jim. We'll see you tonight. Mad Money, 6 p.m. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.